Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Welcome to the Brutal, Bizarre, and Boozy podcast. I'm Declan, the son. And I'm Jane, the mom. This is the podcast where we talk about brutal crimes, bizarre occurrences, and get you drunk with cocktails themed around one of our stories. To lighten things up, we'd like to end our time with a chaser. Please keep in mind some of our stories might be upsetting to young or sensitive ears. We love hearing from our listeners, so feel free to contact us by email or social media. You can find our contact info in the show notes for this episode. If you'd like to support us through Patreon, you can find us there at Brutal, Bazaar, and Boozy Podcast, or use the link in our show notes. Located on the edges of your radio static, you've stumbled upon the lost signal, your podcast destination for tales of horror and the macabre, brought to life with voice acting and sound effects. New episodes are released every two weeks on Monday on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Join us, won't you? Hi, friends. Hi, Declan. Hello. Hi. Before we get started today, I wanted to do a little shout out for another podcast. That is the One Nothing Podcast, and that's spelled W-O-N, like win, lose, one, loss, you know. Uh, it's hosted by Amanda. She tells stories about interesting manners of death, things that have been caused in different ways that have led to death, like animal t- attacks human-on-human crimes, and even some odd manners, weird ways to die kind of thing. She is also a fan of our show, so I wanted to give her a little shout-out and say hi to Amanda. Thank you for listening to us, and we're happy to listen to you as well. She's got a great podcast, so check out the One Nothing Podcast on any podcast platform. Nice. Yeah. So what are we going to be talking about today? Well, I'm going to be telling you about the RMS Queen Mary. It was a British ship that was a passenger liner for years. And then World War II hit and they went, oh, we can't be really just like going back and forth across the ocean for fun. So they used it. They turned it into a troop ship and they would transport troops back and forth to uh, Europe on it. And now it is a tourist attraction and rumored to be the most haunted ship in history. So mm, interesting. that's what I'm going to be telling you about. What are you going to be telling us about? I'm going to be talking about the Granny Ripper. I don't, yeah. I don't know if I know that case. 
Doesn't sound good. It's a fairly recent uh, case of a potential serial killer. <gasps> oh, serial yes. killers. Well, and hell. So with it, I have a cocktail called From Russia with Love. And I think there's multiple different cocktails with this name, but this is just the one that I found that sounded the best. So okay, I've I thought multiple recipes, but this one sounded good, so I picked this one. Nice. So it one and a half ounces of raspberry vodka. This recipe calls for Stoli, but I bought uh, Amsterdam instead. And then you fill up a glass with ice, Seven Up soda, and a splash of cranberry juice. Nice. Okay, I'm excited to taste it. So that good. that's really good. Yeah. I like that a lot. Favorite drink. It goes down very And cool. it's vodka and you don't like vodka. So shocker. Can't taste it in this. <laughs> no, it's really good. It tastes like juice or something. It's it does. It tastes like, like it, it tastes juice. like juice with um a little bit of bubbles from the seven up, but I think it would, the taste of it would be bad if you had a bad raspberry vodka. Because sure. I have a raspberry vodka that is kind of gross. And like I know it just, it's got a weird funky aftertaste to it. It tastes just kind of dirty. I don't know. I don't like it. So I did go by the Stoli because I was reading that the Stoli is supposed to be jam-like and nice and clear flavors. And I'm like, I'm going to give it a try. So hmm. I I tasted both straight and the raspberry Stoli definitely tastes better than the other one. So okay, for what that's worth. Okay. Tell me this serial killer potential. So, Tamara Samsonova, also known as the Granny Ripper, or in Russian, the Baba Yaga. Interesting name. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. So, Samsonova was born on April 25th, 1947, in the city of Yuzer. After graduating from high school, she arrived in Moscow and entered the Moscow State Linguistics University. Not the only crazy bitch I know in linguistics. She married. <laughs> <Shit. laughs> That's oh. inside joke for our listeners. Yes, Sorry. it is. Yes, it is. And some will know who exactly what you're <laughs> referencing. Nice job, Declan. <laughs> she married Alexei Samsonov uh, in 1971. They lived together happily while Tamara worked as a travel agent at a hotel uh, for like specifically foreigners visiting the country. And she would help get them um, like uh, little excursions and stuff to do while in town. Okay. Um, so she was like a concierge. Lulu. Yeah, I see Lulu. Making a little appearance. Yes, she is. Uh, she is making sure that we were doing things right. God, she's such a micromanaging bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they lived a regular lifestyle until around 2005 when her husband, Alexi, mysteriously disappeared. 
She filed oh. a report with the police and an investigation was launched. Tamara claimed that she had caught her husband in an affair and confronted him to which he admitted it and suddenly left the house never to return. Not much came from the investigation and police chalked it up to Alexi just running away, <laughs> starting a new okay. life. So. It's, it's yeah. a reasonable explanation. Yeah. Shortly after his disappearance, Tamara fell under a depressive spell. She put up part of her house for rent to help with her loneliness after losing her husband. However, her neighbors realized she couldn't hold a tenant for very long, to which she replied, I'm just a difficult person to get along with. Okay. <laughs> this cycle of tenants coming and going continued until 2015, when 79-year-old Valentina Nikolivna Yulanovas uh her dismembered and headless body was discovered in a pond near Tamara's home. Oh. Okay. After Wasn't expecting the, that. Yeah. So after the news of the discovered body had spread around town, an unknown person sent CCTV footage to the police and the evidence was damning. Security cameras captured 68-year-old Tamara Samsonova carrying the dismembered remains of Yulanovas in her garbage bags and disposing of carrying her in garbage bags and disposing of her multiple places near the home. Yeah. So some of the body was found there. Uh, Some of it was found in the dumpster outside the house. Like she spread it out around a little bit. Well, you know, I get that. Yeah. So Yula Nova was a friend of Tamara, and Tamara asked to stay in her apartment for a little bit while her home was under construction. Tamara quickly overstayed her welcome, and Yula Nova asked her to leave. However, Tamara was enjoying her stay at her friend's house. Tamara traveled to a nearby town where she was able to convince a pharmacist to sell her phenazepam, which is a schizophrenia and anxiety medication. It's a benzodiazepine. Tamara returned and made Yulanova a salad with a phenazepam dressing on top of it. <laughs> so she crushed up a pill, threw it in her salad, and fed it to Yulanova. Okay. All right. After eating her lunch, Yulanova passed out in the middle of her kitchen. Tamara returned to the home on July 23, 2015, to find Yulanova's unconscious body. She grabbed two knives and a saw from Yulanova's house and began dismembering her still live body. Oh, <gasps> no. Oh, gross. Yeah. She started Holy. by sawing off her head and then sawed her body in half. <sighs> she then I used can't. knives to further break down the body. She stuffed the smaller parts into bags, and for the torso, she wrapped it in a shower curtain. She also reportedly boiled Yulanova's head and hands. Why? Why? Was she going to cook with them? It'll come back up in a little bit. Oh. (laughs) Well, at least you're giving me some answers. (laughs) Yeah. So the body sat for three days before a neighbor became curious and checked it out. Oh. The next day, police took survey of the neighborhood, and when they knocked on Yulanova's door, Tamara answered. 
police made their way into the house where they discovered blood and trace amounts of body parts. Like, all over the house. In the kitchen, in the bathroom. It was... What? Okay. She was what? what are trace amounts of body parts? Do I want to know? Maybe she she was older, so maybe she struggled with a knife. She had arthritis, maybe, and just there's like shavings of armpit or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. So on July 29th, 2015, Samsonova was brought to the Fruns, Drist- Fruns District Court of St. Petersburg. She underwent a forensic psychiatric examination, and on November 26, 2015, the results determined that she was a danger to society and herself. Therefore, she was placed in a specialized institution until the end of the investigation. According to media reports, police found a diary which contained details of some of the murders. One entry translated from Russian to English read, I killed my tenant, Volodya. Cut him into pieces in the bathroom with a knife and put the pieces of his body in plastic bags and threw them away in different parts of the Franziski district. While the full contents haven't been revealed, police reports say that there are 11 other murders detailed in the diary. However, police are investigating her for a total of 14 connected murders. She also wrote in the diary about her fondness for eating human lungs. So. Detectives think that she's the cannibal, and that would explain why she boiled the head. She was making some head and hand stock, you know. Yeah, like the, as the as old you Russian do. recipe. Yes, <laughs> it's been in the family for a while. Holy crap! While at her court hearing, uh, Tamara only seemed concerned about the reporters. After being remanded in custody, she told journalists, "I knew you would come. Such a disgrace for me. All the city will know." She then blew a kiss to the reporters. So this lady was batshit crazy. (laughs) Wow. While in court, she said this. I was getting ready to this, or I was getting ready for this court action for dozens of years. It was all done deliberately. There is no way to live with this last murder. I closed the chapter. The judge said, I am asked to arrest you. Uh, What do you think? She replied, you decide your honor. After all, I am guilty and I deserve a punishment. When he announced she would be held in custody, she smiled and clapped her hands. Wow. All right. At the end of the trial in December 2015, Samsonova was sent for compulsory psychiatric treatment in a specialized hospital in Kazan, where she remains to this day. Wow. Huh. Yeah, I, I... Serial killer. Yeah, I think her assessment of that she's difficult to live with is probably pretty (laughs) factual. Yeah, you probably won't make it out alive. No, it doesn't sound like it. Mm -mm. Wow. It makes me wonder if she did have any that survived and they were just like, she was like, they didn't look that tasty. So I don't want to eat them. (laughs) Yeah, she just become a bitch and get them to. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I haven't heard about that story, so nice job. It's got to be like the oldest serial killer, right? She was 68. <sighs> I would think so. I don't know, though. That's a good question. We should 
try and find that out and then do one. Let's see. Got Google right here. Makes me wonder, like, when she started and, you know, was her husband the first victim? So they have they ever found that guy? Never found her husband, but they say the murders lasted from uh, 1997 to 2015. Wow, that's a pretty good span. She's only been charged with one. They don't they they haven't been able to connect her to the other 14 yet. Right. Yeah. Well, unless you get some evidence or something. But it's a Russian jail, so it's not like she's going to be getting out anytime soon for, you know, good behavior or anything. I wouldn't think. I don't know anything about Russian jails, though. Whoa, I just found a fucking crazy serial killer while looking for the oldest one. This guy named Samuel Uh-oh. Little. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've heard that name. He confirmed the 93 confirmed murders. Yeah. Or 93 claimed murders. There you go. You can do that as your next, one of your next yeah. brutals. Maybe you guys will hear about that. That's interesting. There we go. So what are you going to tell us today? Talk about that. I'm in a that ghost boat. Yes, the ghost boat. So it's like the Scooby-Doo movie. <laughs> Scooby's not in this. Shaggy's not either. <laughs> so the RMS Queen Mary is a retired ocean liner that originally was a British ship used for trans and le- tra- oh, I'm going to really struggle with that word. Transatlantic passenger travel. And it's stop and say that very distinctly. I'm going to ruin it at some point. It was built in the 1930s and it took three and a half years to complete the build. The cost of building the Queen Mary at the time was three and a half million pounds sterling, which was equivalent to 17 and a half million dollars, US dollars at the time. And that equates to nearly $400 million in 2023. So it was a fancy boat. The maiden voyage occurred in May 1936 from Southampton, England to New York in the U.S. The ship made regular trips across the Atlantic Ocean and won awards for its speed. It was pretty fast, apparently. The ship was designed to accommodate all types of passengers. It contained two indoor swimming pools, beauty salons, libraries, children's nurseries, music studio, lecture hall, worldwide telephone access, paddle tennis courts, which are smaller than standard tennis courts, uh, similar to like a pickleball court, apparently. Dog kennels. It had a Jewish prayer room, which at the time, I believe it was the first of its kind on a ship. There were two restaurants, one of which turned into a club at night and an observation bar and lounge with wide ocean views. So you could like sit there and watch the ocean go by. There were three separate classes of staterooms with first class being large and luxurious and third class being small and cramped. In the main dining hall, there was a large wall mural that illustrated the transatlantic crossing. The mural contained a motorized crystal model of the ship that would move across the map tracking the the trip's progress. That in the is fall so of 19 19- cool. Yeah, isn't that neat? <laughs> That's really cool. It'd be pretty awesome to see. 
In the fall of 1939, the war was declared and passenger travel was halted. Several ships that had been used for passenger travel were converted to accommodate troops, and the Queen Mary went through some changes. The exterior of the ship was painted navy gray, and it led to the nickname the Gray Ghost. The degaussing coil, there was a degaussing coil fitted to the outside of the hull in an effort to protect the ship against magnetic mines. Much of the decor, furniture, food and drink service items, as well as carpeting were removed and stored in warehouses. The woodwork in public areas and staterooms was preserved by covering it with leather. The staterooms were fitted with triple-tiered bunk beds for the troops. So they basically moved everything out that they could to make it accommodating for a lot more people. In the spring of 1940, the Queen Mary left New York and went to Australia to get Australian and New Zealand troops to bring to Europe. The ship was used for tra troop transport from 1940 until the, end of the, until the end of World War II, and in 1943 set the record for transporting the most amount of people at the time, which was 16,683 people. Wow. That was, yeah, that was a lot. That was troops and ship's crew that were included in that. In 1946 and 47, Queen Mary was refitted for passenger service and some upgrading to the rooms and the ship were done. Transatlantic passenger service resumed and continued at a regular pace until commercial transatlantic jet flights became popular in 1958. So for the next 10 years, flights became more popular and in 1967, the Queen Mary was retired from service. Basically, nobody wanted to take that long boat across the ocean when they could get on a plane and be there in seven, eight hours. Yeah, you thought a plane ride was long. Imagine a fucking boat ride. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. But you got a pool. You don't have a pool on an airplane. You don't have. You don't even have food on an airplane anymore. I mean, they bring <laughs> you a bag of chips and you got to pay 15 bucks for it. It's stupid. Queen Mary retired with 1,001 transatlantic crossings, transporting 2.1 million passengers over nearly 3.8 million miles. So those are her statistics. In 1967, the ship was purchased by the city of Long Beach, California in the U.S. for $3.45 million, which equates to over $31.3 million in 2023. It is now a tourist attraction permanently moored in Long Beach and is used as a hotel, event center, and a museum. It was renovated to become a floating hotel by removing many of the working parts from the ship. All of the boiler rooms, front engine room, turbo generator rooms, the ship stabilizers, and the water softening plant were removed. I guess you don't need that stuff, so they got rid of it. These changes caused a massive issue for weight dis distribution, so the ship's fuel tanks were filled with mud. Also, you don't need your fuel tanks, so might as well fill it up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Much of the ship was changed from the original configuration with areas being opened for commercial use, museum space, banquet areas, and other areas being altered for hotel rooms. Other areas of the ship were not renovated or kept in good repair and are off-limits to the public. Since Queen Mary was opened as a tourist attraction in 1971, the maintenance and management of the ship has changed hands numerous times. 
A few of the companies went bankrupt or closed, causing some occasional closures. In 2017, the condition of the ship was severely failing, and it was estimated the repairs would cost around $300 million to fix. Damn near the cost of the boat. Holy shit. Just buy Basically, a new boat. Basically, they're like, just build, a, build us a new boat and pretend it was Queen Mary. Yeah. In 2020, the operation of the ship closed, obviously, due to COVID-19 because everything freaking closed. Uh, crucial repairs were done in the following months. So, I mean, it was nice because they could get some stuff done. The ship reopened to the public in 2023. Over the years, Queen Mary has hosted many celebrities and dignitaries, including Winston Churchill, Queen Elizabeth, Jackie Kennedy, Robert Kennedy, General Eisenhower, who later became president, Bob Hope, Bing Crosby, Elizabeth Taylor, and Greta Garbo, just to name a few. There was a long list, but I was like, ah, nobody wants to listen to me read no, a list. Who so Who cares who went there? Whatever. Right. <laughs> there are fancy people on the ship, too. So mm. celebrities and VIPs aren't the only ones rumored to have graced the halls of the ships of the ship. There are many stories about the Queen Mary being haunted, and there are even haunted tours offered specifically to take you through some spooky areas. So now I'm going to be talking about the haunted stuff. The good so stuff. was that three million in repairs for like pneumatic presses to open and close doors randomly make it seem like there's ghosts uh, there. <laughs> maybe it's funny that you say that because part of the haunting stuff is rumors that one of the previous owners supposedly made because they wanted to make it a tourist a attraction for that okay. purpose yeah i'll get into it later but okay. yeah that is that is part of the the history and the lore of the ship, if you want to call it that. So one of the most commonly reported ghosts is that of a young man named John who worked on the ship towards the end of its passenger service. The young man was working in an area known as Shaft Alley. This was a hallway with numerous watertight doors in the engine room and the boiler rooms. One night in 1966, the doors in Shaft Alley were ordered to be closed for routine testing. John was later found crushed at hatch 13. Although he was still alive when he was found, he was not in good shape and he died soon after. Since then, workers have reported seeing a ghost walking through the engine room, work elevator, and in Shaft Alley. They nicknamed him Half Hatch Harry. <sighs> I don't know why. I don't know why. He, he got halfway through the hatch before he yep, got caught. <laughs> I know, but he wasn't. His name was John. I guess that doesn't go with half hatch. But anyway, that's his nickname. <laughs> People not only report seeing this ghost, but also feeling like their clothing and bags are being physically pulled on. The ghost has been seen moving down Shaft Alley, but then disappearing as it approaches Hatch 13. Noises including banging sounds, moaning, and a man's voice have been heard in the area as well. Some tourists report seeing greasy handprints on the wall that soon disappear. Like they call somebody, oh, there's something that needs to be cleaned up. And then when people get there to clean it up, it's gone. That's weird. There are some holes in the floors and walls around the engine room. 
Some tour goers report seeing an eye in one of the holes that disappears once you have noticed it. Very Scooby Doo like, right? Yeah, could you? Oh, (laughs) no. Mm -mm. The first and second class pool areas are also reportedly haunted. Ghosts have been seen in these areas, including a woman wearing a 1930s style bathing suit. Separately, there is a young girl around five years old believed to be named Jacqueline near the area that used to be the pool area, but since has been renovated into a theater. So they took an old pool and they renovated it, and now it's a theater. She's seen wearing a 1940s-style dress and has been known to sing and giggle. Several people have gotten EVP recordings of this young girl on ghost tours and have reported hearing laughing and splashing sounds even though there's no water in the area. Many people have reported seeing wet footprints walking near the pool areas, even though there's no water. Oh, okay. I was going to say, like, that's a pool, but there's no water. There's no no water in the pools. They're empty. The pools are empty. Of course, there are also reports of a traditional lady in white ghost, because everybody's got to have a lady in white. She's seen in the area that was once the first class lounge. Her identity is not known, though she is often seen dancing. It is also believed that the ghost of the last captain of the ship is on board. He apparently used to smoke cigars, and there are strong smells of cigar that come and go in some areas of the ship, including what used to be his sleeping quarters. There are some hotel rooms rumored to be haunted as well. One of those hotel rooms is B340, and it's rumored to be the most haunted room on the ship. But there's some controversy surrounding this, like I mentioned. I'm going to tell you both sides of the controversy, and then you can decide which part you believe. So urban legend says that the room has so much paranormal activity that every guest in that room gets so scared that they eventually ask for a new room or they just leave the hotel altogether. They flee in the middle of the night, basically. Supposedly, the room has been closed to the public and no one is allowed to stay in it because of these circumstances, because everybody's freaking out. It has been said that the ghosts of this room have reported, sorry, the guests of this room have reported Water turning on and off unexpectedly, hearing voices and footsteps, things moving around on their own in the room, covers being pulled off of the bed in the middle of the night, as well as seeing a full body ghost that appears and disappears. Yeah. I'm going to need a refund if my hotel's got that type of shit. Well, and supposedly that's why they don't let anybody stay there anymore because people are like (laughs) i stayed in your room and i'm scared and i peed my pants and now i want a refund because i've been assaulted by a ghost please help Mm -hmm. (laughs) right call the cops i was assaulted by a ghost the the controversial part of this story is that the room was not used for guests and was only used for storage so the flip side is that Some people say it was never a guest room until recently. One of the management companies over the years had heard some of the previous ghost stories and wanted to monopolize on it and turn turn the ship into a haunted tourist attraction with that room being 
the key piece of the haunted story. That company was the Walt Disney Corporation. They ran the ship for a while and they wanted to develop the area of the port around the ship as a new theme park. They want to put a tower of terror on top of the boat too. (laughs) Oh, yeah. This was long before Tower of Terror, I think. Some people believe that Disney started the rumors about the room and may have even made modifications to the room to boost sales of the attraction. So maybe they were spending money on weird shit to turn on and off the water mm-hmm. and move the doors around and shit like that. That's kind of what I think. That's kind of what yeah. I think. <laughs> However, the park plans were denied by the city. So they didn't get to build the big park that they wanted to on the ocean there. And so they pretty much didn't do anything else with the room. The rumors about the room being haunted remained though. So supposedly Disney said, Oh, we're building up this room and we've got this new, Oh my gosh, have you heard, you know, everybody's whispering and playing telephone tag and making up all of this shit. And maybe it was all because it was fabricated. I don't know. However, there are numerous paranormal investigators like Sam and Colby from YouTube, Ghost Hunters from the Sci-Fi Channel, and Most Haunted from British TV that have been in the room and report experiences that have made them believers. So the paranormal investigators go... And they actually have experiences in that room. So they're thinking it's all real. Basically, you can decide if you believe the reports about room B340 are rumors or if it was all made up by the Disney Corporation or if it's real. Regardless of the stories about this room, there are plenty of stories about other areas of the ship and spooky things that happened and that have been seen there. And that is the RMS Queen Mary, which uh, we thought we were going to go to this year, but it doesn't look like we're going to make it this year. So maybe next year or the year after, we'll hopefully it'll still be up and running and we'll go check it out. Yeah, it'd be super cool to check it out, but I'm definitely not staying there. Yeah, it's been in the night. I think I would. I think I would. I might not sleep real well. I'm pretty sure those things can follow you home. So that there is that I have heard that. So that would make me a little nervous about staying. I don't, I I don't need anything following me home unless it's got four legs and a wagon tail. That's fine. Yeah. Dad would kill me if I brought another four legged animal. (laughs) Maybe the key is that I don't bring a four one. Exactly. Yeah. I get a three legged (laughs) dog. It's fine. Yeah. Two-legged dogs can make it up and down the stairs. Yeah, Yeah. it's fine. I'll call it a service animal, not a pet. Speaking of which, that'll that'll roll right into my chaser perfectly. Oh, okay. Tell me your chaser. My chaser is a podcast that I found recently. Uh, It's called the Mike Drop Podcast. It's uh, by a Navy SEAL. Former Navy SEAL. I don't think X is the right thing. But he, I would say this former. specific um, 
podcast that I'm suggesting to everyone is the Julian McDonald episode. I think it's episode 125. Julian McDonald was a canine handler for the Army Rangers. And so he was given one of the, like the most effective dogs, but the dog was like a real crazy one and he would bite the wrong person a lot. So, but oh, what? Yeah. But the dog became super effective after Julian got it. And I think he had over 50 plus like service bites, like while over in uh, Iraq and Afghanistan. Okay. So and legitimate, he, like you were supposed to bite this person. Yeah, like real bites. He got okay, over 50 okay. of them, which is really high for most service dogs. But um, he actually has uh, one of the service dogs he was given while at the army got shot two times by an AK-47. And he like they medevaced him and they did surgery and he's got or she, I believe. I think it's a she. She has three legs now and one of them is like a robotic leg she's got like a cyborg leg she's got a bionic leg for a dog that's badass i need to go see that it's fucking cool wow i'm gonna cut this part out because it might take me a minute to find it but okay uh so he has a instagram account for his three-legged dog it's mpc I believe it's a double underscore and then Laika, L-A-Y-K-A. And she's got a oh. bunch of like fan art and she's still like, she's not an active service dog, but she still trains and does bites with three legs. So it's pretty oh, fucking that's cool awesome. Yeah. I'd oh, I need to check that out. Check out that podcast and that Instagram account. It's a badass dog. That's cool. What is your chaser? Well, my chaser is not anywhere near that cool. Mm-hmm. Mine is a is a TV show, Netflix uh, watch recommendation, and that's the uh, show iZombie. And it's it's a show set in Seattle, Washington, that the zombies of the show are not your traditional zombies. So, yes, they are undead and they eat human brains, but if they eat brains on a regular basis, they can still function like normal humans. So you don't know if someone's a zombie unless they get like zombie rage and they rage out on people and their eyes turn red and then they go and then they, yeah. And then it's your typical zombie situation, but they can eat brains and look normal and they can tan and like do spray tanning and dye their hair and stuff so that they look like a normal person and you don't know that they're a zombie. Um, But when they eat the brains of a person, they get visions of the person's life. So the main character of the show is a medical examiner and she helps the cops solve murders by eating the brains of the victims so that she can be like, oh, this is the person that murdered that person. Oh, weird. It's a weird show, but it's, it's five seasons. We're almost at the end. It's not a new show. It's, you know, I think it started in, 2014 or 15 something like that and but we just recently started watching it and we've been binging it and we're almost done with it and it's just a really interesting take on the whole zombie thing so i like it and it's a cute show 
That sounds super cool. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Yes. But you know how I am about watching TV shows. Ugh. I, I know. Make it through a couple episodes. <laughs> right. Well, but then you might really like it. Well, I usually like watch watch TV at nighttime when I'm going to bed, and if I put a TV show on, then it'll act, it'll go through like four episodes while I'm asleep, and I'll have no idea what's going on. So, a, mu- a movie true. will just turn off after a while. <laughs> I'll just remember That's what last true. saw and turn it back on. But yeah. Well, I think that just about wraps us up. It does. Alrighty. Well, I enjoyed hearing about your haunted boat. Yes. And I am uh, really curious why I haven't heard of the Granny Ripper before. So nice job. Yeah. Maybe it's because she only has like one confirmed, but still. Maybe. I can grow boiling the head. Ugh. All right. Yep. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll get out of here before we Bye. talk about more shit. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Love you, bud. Love you, too. Hey, friends. Thank you for supporting our podcast. Please share our show with your brutal and bizarre friends. Give us a boozy follow on your favorite podcast platform. If you're feeling extra generous, we'd appreciate a five-star rating or review as well. But maybe do that sober so all the letters are in the right place. You can find all our contact information in the show notes. We love hearing from you, and if you're interested in helping us stock the bar for our future boozy episodes, you can find our Patreon link in the show notes as well.